0: My name is Ray Park. You may know me as playing Darth Maul, the Bone Wars, and also Solo at Star Wars Story. You're listening to Star Wars Stuff Podcast. The force is strong with you all. And remember,
1: sit. Hey, this is Dominic Pace, who plays Gecko the
2: Bounding Hunter from The Mandalorian, letting you all know you are listening to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Wishing everybody
3: all the best, and may the force be with you.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Star Stuff Podcast, where we talk all things Willow. No, I'm just kidding. Uh well welcome back to the Star Stuff Podcast where we talk all things Star Wars. This week is the beginning of the Star Wars season. The first two episodes of the Bad Batch. These We're are already episodes. stuck into it. It's amazing. Can you believe yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Like, um uh and we've got some special guests with us that will be um that will be hosting with us for the entire season. Sheesh. So my name's Colin. I'm Hunter. I'm Star.
2: I'm Christian.
4: And I'm Josh, but you already know me.
1: Yes, and uh, and these are my friends um, that 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 I met through the 501st, first, and um, two of them are from Michigan. I met Christian at Dragon Con two years ago.
2: Yeah, in twenty okay. twenty one.
1: Yeah. So, and we all just we love Star Wars, and we love the Star Wars community, and and this is a great opportunity to talk about costumes, talk about the show, because the Bad Batch is such a um a a great group of um of clones that uh, I think a lot of people relate to, and I think this is definitely going to be a great season because, um, and the first season we had to build up the story, but uh, of love like for the characters. And now that it is built up, now we can focus more on the plot. And during that, t- during the time period, that is so dark um, and so brooding. And it's going to be very interesting to see, but uh, without further ado, let's break it down, Josh, kick it. Let's go. I don't know All why. Right. I,
4: said- I mean, we're opening up on the uh, little beach planet that we have. I mean, we've got the whole gang again, trying to, uh, get away with some cargo um and we have giant enemy crabs so that's fun uh what did you what do you think of this i mean it was shown in the trailer so we knew this was coming i like that it was in the first trailer just and, and it's also in the first episode so i don't have to like sit there and be like all right when's the when's the crab scene
3: mm-hmm.
4: so um but seeing the new characters again uh the, well the characters again is great you see that we've they've aged of course and how they look a little bit different as well uh, any views on how they're looking different any views on the planet or these giant enemy crabs uh, how do you, how do you feel it started out
3: so colin kind of alluded to this a little bit but uh sarah Krishna and i all come from like specifically the star wars costuming side of the community too <laughs> so all of us immediately jump to looking at that but for me, this was like our first real look at the costumes like we saw a mm-hmm. little bit in the trailer, but obviously sometimes they change stuff and um, you get more views in the actual episode. So I was really drawn to that, but that's just because I'm that kind of Star Wars weirdo, <laughs> um, but
1: yeah, i um... I think you're not elaborating enough on it because when we saw the um, trailer and we saw some of the footage at Star Wars Celebration, Hunter mm-hmm. and Christian both jumped out of the seats and we're like, "We're making those!" and and <laughs> and, 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 and and they were taking pictures and like everything. Will but... we
2: do that, Hunter?
1: No.
3: <laughs> no, not us. Not, not, us
1: not us. No. Um, but they also show. I I I think they did show the. I think they showed the full opening scene of the of, of where they're running away from the crabs at Celebration, right?
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. They showed a lot of that first bit at Celebration. Yeah. Just,
3: just part of the crab rave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did enjoy
4: seeing how, because no one's going to clean their armor anymore, they have to basically fix it themselves and or paint over it themselves. Same thing to go with the ship. The ship is far more busted up than the last time that we've seen it and it's got scratch marks all over it and they've kind of gone over it with some extra paint detail just kind of cover up all those scratches because no one's going to really fix it uh besides themselves so i'd enjoyed seeing that on
3: screen mm-hmm. yeah i think the evolution of the costume shows where the characters are at a bit more too because they i mean they're no longer republic soldiers they've all wiped off their 99 emblems or like any references to being a republic clone unit Mm -hmm. um so it shows them putting that behind them a bit and and moving on to whatever their new place in the galaxy is Mm -hmm. yeah and
0: i like the addition of like things that you have seen in other star wars movies like hunter's belt like i like how they're like mixing in like different pieces of star wars costumes um and kind of like bringing them into this um off like, of the like imperial
4: like how I'm right. like, his little satchel thing has the same like belt yeah. clip
0: yeah. thing
4: that yeah from star wars that everyone
2: like yeah is that,
4: like, yes. is that not, it's like the han solo belt clip thing it, yeah it's yeah. uh, that
2: the hexagon clip and then yeah. um on wrecker's belt he's also got the pouch and he's got what looks like uh almost like pulse rifle cartridges on the side now yeah yeah, yeah.
0: I think it's cool because it helps you like blend it and be like, oh, I can see where this is moving into like the post-republic era, and like I can imagine these Mm -hmm. costumes like pre-Andor, and like you can kind of see where you're getting like I don't know rebels feel. So I like mixing that. Oh yeah, Yeah. that's cool.
4: Um, It's it's cool seeing how much uh, Omega's really grown in comparison to what we've seen from the last time. So she's very confident on her own now. So I, I enjoyed seeing that because in our, in our following scene, she's definitely shooting a bunch of crabs being uh, yeah. quite a part of the team. So I really enjoyed seeing that.
1: Yeah. Um, the, uh, and I'm surprised that the Empire did not um, do anything with the crab creatures. And the only reason I'm saying that is, is because of the armor on them, like can take a beating. So I'm surprised yeah. that they didn't, like, you know, like, see crab kind of commandos. those. Right. <laughs> I mean,
2: as tough as those crab shells look, a part of me is also wondering, uh, like, with its durability sense, because that's definitely like, you know, an imperial crate that they're hauling back to the ship. Yeah. So I'm kind of like, okay, maybe it's just the fact that it's the Empire hates all things in nature. <laughs> it's, it's, I
4: mean, that, that wouldn't make a lot of sense in yeah. the uh, purity of the Empire,
2: so... Right, I mean, you're mean you not seeing a green space inside the Death Star or a Star Destroyer.
1: No, oh, yeah, that's That's fair. Yeah.
4: Uh, and then our next scene, we go back to the uh, little bar uh, with our little cameo character for now. would What do you think of the little cameo that we have currently? I don't know how much of a player she's going to be.
1: Um, uh... So her, okay. So her character, um, I'm probably not going to be able to pronounce her name. Right. Um, But uh, her. She's played
4: uh, by Wanda Sykes.
1: Yep. She, she's played by Wanda Sykes. Her character's name is Fee. Fee (laughs) Um, Janela. And, and we, (laughs) uh, and we know that she is a pirate. Other than that, we don't really know anything about her. I could see her and Hondo being friends. I mean yeah. it just seems like yeah. all the pirates like just kind of know each other. So I could I, I could definitely see um her playing more um of a larger role in the show, uh, especially mm. if she's the one that is getting them jobs. But I'm my guess is by the end of the show that they are gonna maybe start leaning towards the towards the rebellion side of things um and it's and that seems like what echo wants to do uh Mm -hmm. because he still has that soldier like um kind of part in him that he wants to keep going and Mm -hmm. and fight the good fight
4: it's kind of all he knows right now and i feel like we, we have clone stories where it's like hey you know what i'm gonna go ahead and build my own life and i'm wondering if we're gonna get a a kind of fight between the group where it's like hey we need to go join this whole uh, rebellion side of things, or I would rather keep low and keep this uh, family going well.
3: So, yeah. I, Definitely. Yeah, I feel Echo, like comes, gonna... Echo comes from such a different background compared mm-hmm. to the rest of Clone Force 99. Clone Force 99 is, is used to doing their own thing and being off on their own, mm-hmm. and all Echo has ever known, well, aside from when he was plugged into the computer, um, but he's been with the 501st and the rest of the, clone, the part, yeah. part of this part of this big unit um fighting the good fight and like trying to help out other people for like the good of of a cause mm-hmm. yeah and even
0: like i don't know like what you're saying hunter he's had the influence of working like really up and close with two of the most like prolific jedi or if not three i mean you've got ahsoka anakin obi-wan he's heard what they've done he's worked with them he's been able to see them really have an impact on people's lives and Clone Force 99 has been running around Helter Skelter being renegade clones being like will we do this or will we do that will we follow orders or not and so like Echo's got a really different perspective of like oh my gosh there's this evil empire and we should help and like I think that's directly from his Jedi influence and from 501st yeah makes sense that 99's not quite there and
2: and not just that but it's it's also very much that he you know because the big thing we know the clones were being told a lot was they were serving was that you know the separatists were how we view the empire and now that he saw that oh we've become our own enemy well then i have have to do my part and fight them where the rest of them were kind of like i mean maybe
3: yeah yeah
4: (laughs) So, so do you think Omega's little uh, ship knowledge is going to pay off? I feel like this is a little Chekhov's gun moment
3: that we've been having. She, every yeah, time well, we've
4: seen her right now, she's getting this big we,
3: we already see it pay off at the yeah. end. Yeah, uh, I, I'm so wondering yeah, if it's going to be something at the, end the, at the time, yeah.
4: like end of the season where you have this whole kind of like, there's it's, no chance of us getting out of here.
3: And then Omega's like, actually, I'm I super think, smart. I mean, that's kind of what it's going to come down to. I think we're going to see a lot of development in Omega. Yeah. as far as the level of responsibility that she takes on in mm. being part of the squad. Um,
4: as of right and- now, where her character stands, do you feel like she's a competent character or would you feel like we need a big reveal with her? Because is the reveal that we've already had enough? Because I feel like a lot of people are always just like, hey, she's completely like force sensitive on the low. Like that's like the art everyone's rumor currently. And I, I don't know if... If that doesn't pay off, where does she stand in the Star Wars universe as a liked and enjoyable character?
1: Okay. Um, so I think that we'll get that when we go to Coruscant uh, for mm-hmm. sure. And in some way because of – There's that sh- scene in one of the trailers where like she's kind of peeking over and it looks like she's looking at the Emperor. But I think that might be a um, a – a big mislead and it might be a totally different scene, but I think something will happen where the emperor will definitely kind of, um, will catch more interest in Omega and there might be a big reveal there. Um, but I don't know if, do you guys think she's going to be like a, like some type of like clone that is, that has some of the emperor's DNA or do you think that it's like, she, she's going to be her own separate thing.
3: I I hope and I like as far as what I think is gonna happen that she's going to be her own thing mm-hmm. um, and that that's not to say that she's not going to be of interest to the Emperor or the Empire either I think obviously we know that there's something special about her because mm-hmm. she's like she doesn't have the same age acceleration as the other clones and um, the Kevin Owens seemed to think that she was important in some way too so I could see her becoming a almost like a MacGuffin in this season without necessarily having something extra special like being related to the Emperor or whatever I think, I think she can totally stand alone and still be important and impactful mm-hmm.
4: another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear? check breakfast, lunch and dinner? check All right, and then they basically get given the mission to uh, go and take Dooku's old war chests.
1: Over at the planet Sereno, Um, and this is something else that the, the Hunter and I were talking to, which I didn't spot. I didn't think they were going to that planet, like, at all. So when that showed up, I was like, oh, okay. I, I was like, all right, interesting. But Hunter said that there's a part of the trailer that you can actually... Um, from one of the trailers where you, where you can actually spot like his office area where they're looking out the window or something like that. Right.
3: Yeah. Yeah. You oh, get okay. to see those big green glass windows. I think it was in the, the second trailer that they dropped in like November or something.
1: Oh, okay. Someone yeah. correct me uh, if
3: I'm wrong. But.
1: No, I don't think you're wrong. Cause if I completely, I completely missed that. So I was happy, that it was that because it was something that we were familiar with. We're like, oh, we know where that is. We actually there's more history about it. But for those who don't know that much about the planet, um, uh, that planet is um, think of it as a kingdom because uh, because of Dooku was born like in, into that planet, and um, uh, and there's a bunch of books and and and, and everything about that, but. But basically, after Dooku's brother passed away, he, he took up the mantle of Count, and then he was in charge of that entire planet. And you find out in the second episode about some of the people that live there. But what's interesting is from what we learn from Tales of the Jedi, everything that happened in this episode that involves the people and uh, and them kind of talking about like Dooku taking the spoils of the planet and everything – it kind of contradicts his story from the Tales of the Jedi because he didn't like that the Senate was corrupted. He didn't like that the, the the Republic was corrupted. So the fact that you find out that he took some of the belongings from people and the spoils of war from his own people that you know that kind of says something. But yeah, I mean, anyway.
2: I, I don't necessarily think it's a. Uh... You know, running against what we got in Tales of the Jedi because okay. Tales of the Jedi takes place what ten year, 10, yeah. 15 years before it's like, like everything really goes down to some mm-hmm. extent. Yeah, because we got to have Anakin grow up fully. We the separatist movement hasn't happened yet, so it could be entirely along that time where his ideal of I'm leaving because of this corruption and the Jedi being complacent, and then it becomes instead a oh while this is happening as I'm turning more towards the dark side, that dark side, you know, selfishness starts yeah. to show itself more.
1: Yeah. I don't think I meant really contradict. I think I really meant to say, like, he's like changed like a lot from, from what we yeah. saw from the beginning, all the way to where he is now. Yeah. Um, because of what we learn in, in like of what he did during the war that like, you know, goes against pretty much everything. The reason why he left the Jedi order and everything. So it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's kind of funny to see that he that he became the corruption that he was trying to get rid of and leave. Yeah, I, I don't
3: think that the irony there is surprising.
1: Yeah. No. It's interesting that we're seeing a lot more of
4: Dooku. And yeah. I, I, I'm really enjoying it right now because he's he's a very intriguing character. Um, I'm 100% for it. I am interested on in how how much more we can really tell about him in the animated series. I, It's interesting to see, like, all these different stages of Dooku right now because we didn't get much of it in the prequel. So it's cool seeing, like, all the stuff that we're bringing from the books and uh, adding to the shows. So I'm, I'm enjoying it quite a bit right now. Yeah.
0: Well, something Something I liked about that, and I could be jumping. Maybe I should wait. I might be jumping too far ahead. But I liked <laughs> at some point in the episode when they talked about, like, It not just being like separatists as the problem. The problem is that Dooku's corrupt. Mm -hmm. Kind of pulls out that like from Tales of the Jedi. Like the problems, the corruption, not the separatists themselves. And I liked that like, oh, you can have, you know, good people who were separatists. That's really not the problem. It's that Dooku is inherently corrupt and gives into his corruption. And I, I liked that like. They reiterated that. So,
4: yeah. Um, so basically, our next scene is we're uh, basically surveying the planet and uh, seeing the whole Empire's control of it. Uh, from the last time that we've seen this, what, what do you guys think? What do you, what are you feeling about how the Empire is now uh, completely in control of uh, the planet?
2: I mean, oh, it's just oh, always, always sad that all the clones have to go are going by their numbers again yeah. and not and by merit. Really
1: so do you guys think that that they're just taking all that cargo and 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 they're just putting it like in the emperor's safe and locking it up like what do you think is happening to to all of like of of the spoils of war which is you know kind of part of the title of the next episode but what do you think is like happening to all of that
0: it's war funding i mean the empire's expanding everywhere you gotta fund ships and you're training new soldiers. You're phasing out clones. I mean, you've got mm-hmm. a whole. You got lot bribes of stuff to pay.
2: Planning.
0: Yeah, you got <laughs> Death Stars to make. I mean, yeah, uh, Plus,
2: I wouldn't be surprised if it's you know characters like you know Rampart or Tarkin or other just Imperial admirals that are just saying, "Hey, there's some expensive loot here. I'm just gonna take that for my own extra. pocket."
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> when you're talking in the scales of like you know trillions yeah. of trillions, no one's gonna notice a missing million here or there. Yeah, that's extra. true.
3: The Empire is the biggest bully in the galaxy right now, so they're taking all the lunch money they can. Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, fair
1: enough. Fair yeah, enough. It's,
4: yeah, it's interesting that they only need a tiny fraction of what is there to be able to completely disappear. Mm-hmm. And I wonder yeah. how much that really does yeah. cost in in terms of like credits or how much it really takes, because we feel like the Empire has a complete stranglehold on the galaxy right now so i wonder how much it actually is that much of a stranglehold or is it just kind of a in these early stages it's not as bad as people say it is because i'm like if only a little bit of a fraction of that is able to completely make you disappear that's interesting to me Mm -hmm. because i mean i remember when it was the whole switchover when you got to see it in uh solo um and you see just how the, the the like everything is super automated. Everything like is completely locked down. Um, also, in the older episodes, where you had everyone has to have like chain codes. Now um, we gotta be able to look at all this documentation, and I'm like, oh, okay. So it feels like the stranglehold is very deep and ingrained now. So I'm I'm interested on in seeing what really is the worth of these different items.
3: Mm
0: -hmm. yeah i think that personally i would think that that has less to do with like how much of a stranglehold it is and it just tells you how poor everyone else is like that's a lot of money and everyone else is super poor it's not that that wouldn't let the batch disappear it's that normal people would not ever be able to get past a chain code falsify all that information because it's it's not that the empire doesn't have a good hold it's that nobody's rich yeah,
4: And then yeah. would you say that leads into why so many people end up joining the Empire in the future? Oh
3: yeah, definitely. Mm, yeah. They're forced into it. Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, you can never discount how much importance in any universe having the ability to feed yourself takes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. You start to overlook a lot of injustices if it, uh, that's the only thing keeping a meal yeah. on your table. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. Um. So then our scene is them sneaking in Planting bombs as a distraction, if needed, on the uh, ships. Um,
2: So, classic hunter. Yeah, (laughs) pretty much. I'll
0: (laughs) never get over (laughs) the fact. (laughs) I'll never get over the fact that every time I see scenes like this where they're sneaking in places, I'm like, people don't have security cameras. Like they
1: don't. Right? Yeah. (laughs) i was thinking the same thing. Well. Well, you, like, might think that maybe the Death Star has so so much security because (laughs) of the Bad Batch. (laughs) Cameras, like, like, in, like, every single floor Uh and every hallway. But, yeah. Oh, man. It's
4: it's interesting to me how we have this whole – I wonder how far they can completely stray for themselves to be separated from the clones. Because uh, when they are fighting, they're still stunning them. Yeah, yes. And I wonder if we'll ever get to the main point where it completely switches Blaster Flyer and they're not stunning them anymore. And they feel like they are
0: Wrecker picked up a cannon.
4: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: It's not stunned. I think
3: that is going to be a big recurring theme this season, though, in general, is treatment of the clones in the Empire and how the batch relates to them. At at the end of season one, uh when they we're back with crosshair on Camino. There was a lot of discussion, a lot of jabs thrown back and forth Mm -hmm. from crosshair. Like, Hey, since when do you care about the regs? And Mm -hmm. then the, the remaining members of the batch being like, well, they're, they're our brothers, you know? And that, that was the big thing at the end too. Omega says, Hey, you're, you're my brother, you're their brother, you need to come with us, and Crosshair just ignores that. Um, yeah. And that is going to be the big dividing line between them, especially when Crosshair comes back to. um, I think that's probably going to motivate a lot of the inter-character relationships that we see in how you deal with the shift of attitude towards the clones and the Empire and then what happens to the clones when they are pushed out and obsolete. And how that's dealt with, mm-hmm. like within the the ranks of the clones and externally too.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: yeah. I really want
4: to see when the the certain point is where they're just like, "All right, we don't need you anymore." Because I mean, we get that little fun cameo from in Kenobi. Where, oh yeah. Where I'm kind of like, is there a point where they're just like, "We don't need them anymore." We
2: just well, need I mean them. from the the mindset that. I would take if I was in the empire is I would want them to start phasing out clones as fast as possible mm-hmm. because yeah. the, it's very easy to view an outside force as oppressive. But once you start knowing that, Oh, that's my neighbor who's wearing the uniform or that's, you know, my friend or my brother who's wearing the uniform, then it becomes, a, Oh, well then they can't be that bad if my family's part of it. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you f- like, I'm wondering with the, the chip, Does do they can they just turn that off? Can they just be like, hey, you know, we don't need you anymore? Okay. Does it just automatically do that for them? Because I'm wondering what happens. Because that that whole scene in Kenobi made me go like, does this guy just still hate like all Jedi, or is he just like, oh darn, I really messed up. Oh well, I'm just
3: stuck here, I guess. I think I we saw a bit of that in season one with Hauser. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And it seems almost like their forced compliance to Order 66 has, like, worn off or whatever, yeah. however you want to describe that. Place. And, and yeah. now, it's, now it's a personal choice as to do they want to follow the same mindset as Crosshair and be like, hey, we're just soldiers. We're just following orders. Or do they think on a more, like, I don't know, a individual level? and start to Mm -hmm. break away from that because of what they personally feel is good or evil.
0: And I I think it has to do with like their ability, right? You know, you can think it's like, Oh, I don't want to be doing this, but like realistically, what are you going to do? Just like be like, Hey, goodbye empire. I'm going to leave by myself. You know? So I think there's probably going to be a dichotomy of even like thinking about, you know, pulling back into old Canon, thinking about like the clone rebellion. And I really hope that we're setting this up um, of like, yeah, (laughs) it's my hope. Um, You know, they need a mobilizing force to even help them get out. Like realistically, what are you gonna do? Like maybe your your ideas of like following or- like Order Sixty Six is waning, but like what are you gonna do? Just like walk out of base one day? You're gonna get hunted down and killed. And so, right? Y- yeah. You might. I- I'm hoping that we see some of this. Like the Bad Batch sees that like the clones, like Hauser and other people, are like they don't want to be in it. They're kind of trapped, and so they need mobilization to get out. You know?
3: Yeah. Yeah. I. And I we. I mean, um, we kind of yeah. saw that a little bit in season one with Gregor trying to escape um, that base. And like he called Rex or Rex found out or whatever. And I would really love to see Rex kind of be an instigator and all that to get out who want to be getting out Mm -hmm. and the bad batch helps with that. Or I think that would be awesome. And I think what we've seen in trailers um, and the discussions that we've already heard within the bad batch when they were Hunter and Echo were talking on a ship, um, or like what Sid was saying to him about, "Hey, let's get out and have a life." Like I think all that's going to come into play.
4: Um, I think I from basically where we are is uh, the team gets split up. Uh, we got a few that are going on that cargo stuck on the cargo ship, and we have a few that end up making it all the way to. Uh, the room with the elevator. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the elevator. <laughs> um, so currently, I feel personally, I I already seen the animation differences from the first season to this season. Oh,
2: it's crisp. Yeah, yeah.
4: And I feel like w- once nice. we get to all, seeing all the 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 broken like glass stained pieces, yeah. I was yeah. like, wow, that's very pretty in comparison of what we've been seeing. Um,
1: uh, like, I mean, it's it, it, it's it's come a long way because you have to think all the way back to how the animation style was in two thousand eight and cartoon. Network. Us, yeah, right, exactly. And, and us going into the theater and just being like, "Whoa, Star Wars is back!" and everything. But now going forward mm-hmm. to like what we have now in the Bad Batch and and especially the last season of of the Clone Wars season seven, like that mm-hmm. the, the the animation style has jumped so much and I remember watching Star Wars Rebels and I was disappointed that it wasn't the Clone Wars animation style um <laughs> I I like still you know I, I I still love rebels like like don't get me wrong but that I'm I love that the animation rebels has is getting... a
4: different flow yeah they have very repetitive movement and it has always put me off with rebels is it is the same like mouth movement to head adjustment. I, I did animation for a while, so I was kind of like, when I see Clone Wars style animation, I'm like, dang, they put a lot of effort into it. And with the Disney money put ba- uh, uh, backing them now, and you see how much the studio has really grown, I'm like, I'm, I'm all for it for,
2: yeah. for what we've seen so I mean, far. It's, it's important to note that with Rebels, they had a way smaller budget to begin with than mm-hmm. Clone Wars did, because Disney was super, yeah. like, this isn't going to work.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is interesting to me, because the way it turned out for uh, is it Re- the Resistance show.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I don't want to talk about that.
4: Because <laughs> <laughs> budget wise, I feel like that one they would have dumped so much money into. But yeah, uh, I mean, we still got uh, more Clone Wars, which was great, and that was. We, we did mocap for that, and I was just like, oh yeah. my goodness, this is great.
2: It, it's really just this, also like the art style they want to go with.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can only make it
2: very clear with Clone Wars that it wasn't, you know, the same micro series Clone Wars we got in, like right before Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> and then with, you know, Rebels, they were very much, okay, we need to make sure this feels different than Clone Wars. Yeah. And then with Resistance, like, okay, we'll have to make this different again.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. 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 And I, can... I like, I mean, I think for me was it wasn't just the animation for for the for the resistance show it was more of like um the like show didn't like have the same vibe as clone wars and rebels and then on top of that it was also um trying to tie in into the sequels way too much and I think they were trying to make it like more um like i to kind of do what they were uh doing with the clone wars where when the first of the prequels came out, people were like, oh, yeah, like here it is. But then when you watch the Clone Wars and then you watch Revenge of the Sith, it's more um, it's more sad and it's more impactful because of everything that happened in the Clone Wars show. And yeah. I think that's what they were trying to do with the Resistance, and it just didn't work. Uh, and it was sad because I think Dave Filoni actually worked on that project, right? Or no? I don't know if he did. I don't remember. Okay. But yeah.
4: I mean, with our with our team being split up, uh, eventually we get to a point where they have to fight their way out, um, and then they have they release all the cargo uh, to the cargo ship, and it's starting to fall back with them inside all the way to uh, the planet. Um, what would you guys think of the scene? Did you think the it was fun? I I enjoyed it, um, and that's basically where that first episode ends up, uh, cutting off a little bit of a cliffhanger for us. I mean, it's definitely great
2: cliffhanger. Yeah.
4: Yeah. It's yeah, kind of
0: more of like a dump your cargo hanger type thing. But yeah, cliffhanger. Yeah, <laughs> like.
4: this is one one thing that I have of an interest for this is how this is a how many uh, I think it's like only less than half an hour of an episode, and I it don't. It was twenty two episodes, minutes, I think. Right? Yeah, because the of the
1: credits. first episode, and then the second episode was twenty six. Yeah, it was twenty six with the extra show, and then. 27 was like the credits of it. yeah
4: it's interesting for me because we've come off of so many episodes of the live action being like you know 50 minutes 47 minutes like these really long episodes and it's, it, it feels a different for when we're having these shorter form episodes they're still long in comparison for an animation it's just interesting that we're having this like i'm like oh cool we have a cool, cool cliffhanger at the end it's like that, is really
3: that good, is like that is a really good point too that the feel of this show coming right out of Andor is so different. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. not that it's it's bad at all. It's, it's just it's very, very healthy. healthy. It did. Yeah. It did almost take me a second to like kick back into the gear of watching a, a Clone Wars type episode. Mm-hmm. That's like a shorter serialized format and, and isn't like as gritty as Andor is.
4: Oh, I mean, yeah. personally for me, that's, yeah. that's amazing. Cause I never want, uh, a show and its themes, and it, yeah, all of its underlying themes to feel uh overplayed or played out. I want to be like, yeah, hey, sure. cool, we got this. Yeah. Very emotional. All right, give me a little bit of a break. Give, give me back yeah. into fun stuff. I mean, like,
3: yeah. You don't go to a restaurant and it has all the same food. I mean, I guess some do, but like, you go <laughs> and there's a bunch of different kind of stuff and a bunch of different vibes you can get. Yeah. And it's still like, is the same type of thing. It's like that restaurant's type of food. Like, if, you go to uh like whatever type of restaurant, you know, and it's the same kind of thing with Star Wars. I think you can you can tell very impactful stories and good stories in very different ways.
1: Mm-hmm. True. I will say I think that this episode, um, these first two episodes, were kind of a mislead, but at the end it kind of made you realize that this is this is definitely going to be a darker season than the first one yeah uh yeah um especially with the ending shot which we'll talk about but uh i think that something big is going to happen that will definitely impact rex and i think it will definitely make sense why he was the way that he was in star wars um in star wars rebels where where he was isolated he was with wolf he was with gregor i think it might involve cody um I know we're all hoping that it doesn't come to a point where they're fighting each other, but I think that's probably going to happen, and that's going to be very sad, and I'm going to want Hunter to live stream because I know he's going to cry.
3: <laughs> no, <Nope. laughs> the public doesn't need to see that, Colin. Yeah.
1: <laughs> if I do live
3: stream it, I'm going to be crying underneath the helmet, and you're not yeah.
1: going to be able to see because... I could also see it going to where in the trailer, um, you have Rex saying, "Hey, I, I I need you guys for a mission." Maybe that might be a mission to where he wants to help um, Cody escape, and then something goes wrong in the mission. Um, I'm 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 really hoping they don't fight because if they fight, that's going to be really sad for everyone.
3: Uh, They're yeah. gonna fight.
1: I know. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Dave, has Dave has a track record of hurting yeah. us.
2: Dave Filoni looks at all of us and goes, how much pain can I inflict Uh today? Got
4: it. (laughs) That one. Um, So we open up on our second episode. uh, This uh, episode being titled Ruins of War. Um, Basically just coming up back where we uh, just left off with uh, Omega's team basically crashing back down. Um, Are you guys happy that it is a complete like, boom, this is in the next episode? and you're starting immediately back into it not nothing
1: different. Yeah. I I I mean here's my thing. I think the cliffhanger from the first episode was kind of pointless because we knew that it was going to go like I mean it it was like oh we have to wait a whole week it was like just click the next episode and you see exactly yeah. what happens. So that was my only thing about the beginning of it. Um but the the whole thing with the cargo ship like that I think the first time that we saw that type of cargo ship was in Star Wars Rebels. It was. Um, Yeah. So seeing that now, like, during the beginning of the Empire, like, the Age of the Empire, was very cool to see. And then to see, you know, them actually um, get all the cargo off the ship. Like, that's so much, like, credits. Like, just flying out. So you have to think that that planet's going to attract so many pirates because it's going to take the empire forever to get all those crates like all the way back and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
4: yeah. So um, we get more of uh, Rickerson team going through um, the the castle, um, and they're basically saying like this whole place is completely surrounded with the uh, empire, and they are all on higher alert essentially. Then you have the uh, Omegas team finally hitting down as well, Um, but they do the little whole things like teetering on the cliff thing. The the, the that reminded me of Jurassic Park.
2: (laughs) And there's the the cliffhanger. Got it. Yeah. (laughs) Ah,
0: The whole time. I remember watching everything in there shifting and being like, oh man, they better injure someone. They better injure someone. This is just like, there's no way all you that know, stuff moves as that happened, I was like, we injured. just came
4: off of, uh, like Andor's side and I was just like, please no. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um,
4: yeah, so of course, as uh, you said, uh, we have a friend get injured. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Tech ends up having a complete fracture, so yeah, everyone has to help him out to get out. So
2: that's like good you on him. He walks remarkably well.
4: Yeah, I know it's pretty funny. He just For walks a on. Femur. He's like, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, a femur like that. That's a, yeah. that's a good one. All right, he's
4: genetically yeah, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He yeah. is technically built different.
2: Yeah, <laughs>
3: yeah. I, was just I a part of me. That.
2: A part of me figured it was probably the fact that he still got strapping on his thighs, which probably helps act as like a partial like you know way like you know to have his bone set but at the same time he's also probably running on adrenaline
0: oh yeah
2: and we know that at least while you're on adrenaline you can go for a while in like really incredible circumstances but the fact that he continues to do that throughout the
3: episode is kind of
2: like damn boy, okay
3: yeah <laughs> yeah he's yeah. got some of those shots that Batman has apparently yeah apparently <laughs> I, know, so, I, I was thinking right. back, back. behind the scenes but you know yeah.
1: So in in in, in your guys' opinion, which I think I know which way you're gonna lean, is the stormtrooper armor like stronger or or is the clone trooper armor like more like dependent on phase. Okay.
3: Uh, uh I think we have this answered for us by Rex and Rebels.
1: Oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. In Rebels he says he prefers the phase one armor because it's tougher.
1: Yeah. 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 you um and i all and i also look back at um at at the different episodes of mando where just like those stormtroopers get their, <laughs> yeah, and, they're like, the helmet yeah. just bashed just, in yeah and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and i just could never really see that happening to like clone armor i mean i i uh yeah. I, I guess but yeah
2: it, it always felt like to me that clone armor takes one to two blaster hits maybe a third if you're yeah. on, if you're lucky but you yeah. know because the Empire started stamping out stormtrooper armor when they were, like, having already solidified control. It didn't have to be as tough. Yeah. Because they had sheer numbers. Great value troopers. Yeah. Um, Whereas with death troopers, who are, you know, special forces stormtroopers, they have genuinely tough armor.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, that's, like, commandos in that way. Like, the Katara armor is, like, way tougher. And then that makes me wonder about, like, Bad Batch. I've always kind of thought, because they have, like, pretty much commando yeah. armor it's like yeah your stuff is i guess in my opinion probably more guitar and more tough than even phase one and
3: yeah you would think yeah
1: yeah because because then that also takes me back to the whole era with the xylo beast because they were planning on using like yeah. that mm-hmm. type of armor and they yeah. never did so the question is what happened to that like like, I know Dave Filoni did, like, two episodes of it, and then it just never got, you know, that, like, story never went anywhere. So I'm curious if maybe yeah, I mean, he might tie up some loose ends in the Bad Batch, and we might see something about that in the show in some way or hinted at. Because I
2: mean, if that gets tied up in the Bad Batch, that's going to be a really long thread loose end to tie up. That was season, <laughs> yeah. what, one of Cold um,
1: That was season two. Yeah,
2: yeah, season two. So that is a, a long yeah. ways back, story-wise. Yeah for what was it felt like you know to me
1: episode of the week style (laughs) yeah i don't know uh yeah yeah.
4: continuing on with the episode we uh we see how the uh uh clone force is completely on on their tail then they figure out that they are uh split up and now the empire is setting up a perimeter uh now that they're split up uh, they end up getting the call like, Hey, we're gonna go and not be on comms anymore, we're gonna go radio silent. Mm-hmm. Um, then our next scene is having Omega. I don't know if this is a kind of a little hint that she's force sensitive or not because I feel like a people will read into it, or that she just sees that someone is watching her. It. Now, it's like, I it's one of those things that I'm like, I really don't know for we planting a seed here. Or we're just. I mean, they
3: they show yeah. the dude rustling around in the bushes. Yeah, you see the top of it's his head. It's, it's it in, yeah, it's watch.
4: interesting to me because I'm kind of like, you would think that the hardened commando people would figure that
2: out immediately first, but then I'm kind of like,
4: eh, they're preoccupied, and I'm like, eh, yeah, yeah Tech
2: hey, got his goes. broken leg. We got Echo <laughs> supporting, you know, Tech and, and like, it's you know,
3: also not, not to say that they haven't noticed either. That's um, yes, true.
0: They just didn't say anything about it. Yeah,
1: maybe right. maybe they were using that as a teaching moment for for Omega and being like, "All right, we won't say anything. Let's see if you can spot the problem." And then she like you know picked yeah. up on it. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah, yeah.
4: It is it is pretty interesting how she's immediately like, "I don't trust you. I'm gonna like <laughs> like immediate like bow point gunpoint
2: kind yeah. of thing." I was like, especially when her weapon is the only one that doesn't stun.
3: Yep. Yeah. 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 You yeah. <laughs> business.
1: You can also tell that that her vibe has changed a lot, especially from the first season. B, because in the first season she was the one that was, you know, getting in trouble a lot, and 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 she was slowly learning how to use her weapon. And in that, in these first two episodes, you can see that she knows how to hold her own now. She's gotten proficient. Uh, I yeah. don't know if
4: that's actually how she feels or it's just always being like i have to perform i have right. to be this uh step up no matter what and i feel like that's still kind of her her playful nature is that still very young still probably would like to be having fun and being interesting in that way but i don't feel like she's like i have to be uh not a burden to this team no matter what so I wonder if we'll get more of that this season where um, I know that she's more part of the team, but I wonder if she'll get to the point where they have to be like, hey, I understand you're part of the team, but you're not like a soldier. I yeah. don't want you to end yeah. up like we are where that's all we do. That's all we know. I want you to be able to lead this and not have this soldier mindset all the time.
0: Well, that seems right. to be Hunter's bent just from the yeah. first scenes in the beginning. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think something uh, as as well um that um I, I I think something big that that Boba and Omega have huge in common is they had a deprived childhood because they were born into a world of of war and um and they haven't had time to be kids at all so I mean well, yeah.
0: same with the clones right I mean yeah. I mean yeah
1: <laughs> but-
2: I mean you, you could argue that Boba of all of the clone characters has the most of a childhood That's compared what was... to any other character because he at least yeah. grew up with somewhat of a father figure in a somewhat oh, sure. like single parent household yeah. yeah he probably got the same kind of you know weapons training and everything else that his dad would have you know enforced for a biological kid in any other sense
3: mm.
2: but it was still very much like he had you know a dad yeah, yeah. he was a dad who was like oh you fell and scraped your knee let's rub some dirt into it but you know <laughs> Yeah. But
0: still, yeah. In that way, I almost think actually Bob and Omega have the most child. Because even like she's on the run, sure, but like the clones are like they're training from the moment they're like three, right? Omega yeah. gets to like have these weird older brothers that tote her around, and you know she gets to have little toys, even if they are weird. So I don't know. I I almost I almost think it's the opposite.
1: You know what? You're right. You're 100 percent right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because of like well, like I I mean. I don't really count as the um, as the as the normal clones as the regs for you know having a you know having a normal like stage of growing up because of they have their they have the girl spurt where they're full adults like in, th- in 3 months or something like that right so, they really don't have the chance to. Have no, it's
2: it. it's a little longer than that. It oh, takes, really? Is It, it okay. takes a, a couple of years to go from the oh, okay. incubation stage to at yeah. least like able to
3: be deployed. Yeah, because isn't it okay. like it's just straight up double, right?
0: It's double. At least that's what it was in the Republic Commando books. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. And
1: like,
3: that's, that's
1: why we have double.
2: the clone experts on here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to Wikipedia. Excuse me, real quick.
3: Oh, oh so there we go. go. Exposed. No, I'm just.
4: <laughs> it's an infinite resource, all right. We have it. It's the internet. So can you believe it?
3: Speaking of the Republic Commando books, let's go. This is something Work. that I know, at least Star, if not Christian, too, is also eager to talk about. Um, with this whole notion of getting clones out, and um, like the fact that they can have a life outside of the grand Army of the republican stuff and that's something that we got five novels of um that were awesome and ended way too soon and the fact that we were shown scorch at the end of season one and we're seeing a lot of Kashikan stuff here in the trailers and all that it's let's go it seems like we may be trending towards that. And that's super exciting.
0: Oh man. I'm so mm-hmm. with you, Hunter. I'm so excited. <laughs> like if we can get, I mean, let's get seven. Yep. Uh, yep. We can yep. get some commandos. That would just be the coolest thing. Yeah. And it would totally tie in with there, with the Yeah. Like the it,
3: it wouldn't. Start. Yeah. It wouldn't be shoehorned in at all. Like it seems no, like it would no, actually no, really man. fit.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh and then we uh do you want to continue?
1: Oh yeah, no, um I I am very excited to see what other clone cameos that that we'll get this season because I think one that I'm really really hoping that we do and it would make sense because we got Gregor last season would be Wolf. The wolf. Um so I am hoping yeah. that that maybe in the next episode they end up going to Coruscant and when we see Cody and Crosshair, and then like Wolf walks up, it's just like because I don't think we know exactly where he was during order 66 cuz I know he was with the yeah, Koon, but he wasn't the one that shot him down.
3: No, Plo Koon was shot down in a starfighter. Right, so, so, right.
1: So I don't know yeah. if he, he was, was on the cruiser in or yeah or like he, he he was in the ground fighting or something but I'm 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 really curious to see where he stands. <laughs> yeah. Um but
4: yeah. Uh and then we get introduced to our uh new character uh Robard. so uh someone who's lived on the planet for a bit um and is there i
2: mean that looks like he's been there for forever
4: well yes forever (laughs) Uh, um yeah i'm pretty interested in i I like how super distrusting uh both sides are with the whole empire angle i enjoy Mm -hmm. that quite a bit um so what did you think of this character's introduction
3: I, I think it, like, made sense, right? Yeah. I mean, he's some dude who was displaced because of what the Empire was doing, so what you are saying about how he doesn't trust the Empire makes total sense. Mm-hmm. And once he figured out that Tech and Echo and Omega were not part of the Empire, then he immediately was like, okay, I can, I can kind of get behind these guys a little bit.
2: I can help you a bit. I don't trust you, but I can help you a bit. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Oh, of course
4: you know where I live now. Awesome. Well, you know, I don't really have a choice here, so now I gotta take you there. Yeah. pretty interesting.
2: Well, you have a gun, so... (laughs) I don't know.
0: I think he seemed like, at least, this is my opinion, so whatever, but he kind of, I felt like, took some stuff away from the episode in a way, because, like, the episode would have gone exactly the same if Omega would have, like, sneaked off to go back for the treasure and like i didn't quite see his huge point there <laughs> like like, yeah. I see, like he was trying to give omega some like cool tidbits but like echo was also trying to do that so like i feel like he could have given a little bit more development to the batch in those scenes i didn't see how he was going to tie into the story later or like have a big part i don't yeah. know that was my opinion but you, yeah, yeah that's a
3: really good point actually that he just sat fed off.
0: He, like literally, could cut every <laughs> single one of his teams, and then she would say the same stuff like, "Oh, I heard you on the ship say this, Echo," and like literally the whole thing would go. Yeah, yeah. So He kind of just took some time away from the batch. The, the and I was only
2: like, thing I I wonder yeah. if they're gonna right. do with him is the fact that him and Tech have that moment where they power up that like data module. Hmm. And we have at the very end of the episode there's a lingering shot of him. So I wonder if it maybe there's something in that data core that he right. then reaches at, back out to them. Yeah. Okay. Because we know like I think there's the, the one trailer where we see like it's it's Gunji and isn't it Battle
3: Droids? hmm Yes.
2: So it could be something to do with that. Maybe that's the tie-in. Otherwise yeah. I could see him as maybe just being like a foil to, you know, if Count Dooku is what we think of as people from Sereno, maybe this is just like, no, this is, this is the normal dude. This is, this is what he could yeah. have been. If he had not yeah. been, you know, a, a, a total, like, you know, dark sider.
4: Yeah. I, I feel like he's a expedition dump. Uh, sorry. Exposition dump on uh just how Dooku isn't. Yeah. Like, his corruption. And I also yeah. feel like it was interesting with uh, the scene that comes up with him talking about how this is like a toy. But Omega's concept of that isn't there of this whole um, feeling of joy and how that's this person's most important thing is spreading joy. It's more valuable than anything that could be inside that crate, Um, which is interesting to me because I'm like, she doesn't she only sees the mission right now. I think that brings us back to that whole conversation of she is very a soldier right now. And I feel like in the future, we're going to get to a point where like, I want you to be happy and not have to be a soldier
2: mm-hmm. where yeah. she
4: has to kind of make that decision so i'm interested to see where it goes i feel like that was his main kind of thing of why he's there yeah, um, yeah that, that, that that would be my view
1: on it i um and uh and something else like as soon as he comes upstairs of uh of with the actual device i liked how he said that that they were not always part of the yeah, separatist it wasn't alliance. always separatist, yeah, right mm-hmm. that's, and I like that, and that's kind of leaning towards you know, of the future of where people from the Republic, people that were part of the separatist alliance, will have to you know, at some point come together to form the rebel alliance. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And, uh, and that's definitely hinted at Endor, especially the scene of where Luthan and um, Saw are, you know, are talking about a mission and Saw is refusing to, um, to do a mission because of the person that he was supposed to do it with was a separatist and he wanted nothing to do with it. So I think we're going to see that transition of where, um, and, uh, especially with echo, I think echo is going to kind of have the hard transition. Cause we saw that in the, in the first season where he was like, um, why on Earth are we on this planet? These, these, like these people were separatists. Like mm-hmm. I do not want nothing to do with it. And I think we're definitely going to see more of that. I think echo is going to come to peace with that hopefully. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh,
4: what'd you think of, uh, Soul team going and finding the old battle droids and, uh, uh, basically commandeering it. What did you think of I that?
2: mean so that was fun. I loved it. Uh, and actually there was something that w- I was I rewatched the episode. I watched I was up until uh, 1 a.m watching the episodes in Pacific time and then <laughs> I rewatched them while I was at work. But you know, if my <laughs> boss is watching, no I wasn't. I was I promised you I was working <laughs> 100 um, percent but something I noticed on my rewatch was that every single shot record takes with the tank doesn't hit a clone.
3: Interesting. Yeah.
2: He's aiming at the ground. He's aiming at the stuff around
3: them. He's aiming at. The <laughs> I wonder if this is a, like a rebels type thing. Uh, maybe, you know? but uh, at this given the uh, ending of the episode, yeah.
2: I don't think that's yeah. the case. Yeah, that's fair. And how Disney Plus has you know they they put out that notice about like mature content. Yeah, Daredevil. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
4: Hmm. Yeah, that is.
2: So I wonder if that's like they're opening to maybe not like they don't have to Disney all the violence if it comes Mm -hmm. to it. Yeah.
1: I think they're slowly phasing into it. Um, Yeah. Because I had the same sense um, during the first season of like, I I, like had the same mind process. I'm like, maybe they're going to not go the same way as they did in the Clone Wars. But then you watch, you know, that first episode of the actual show and, and you see, you know, Order 66 having everything, and then you go to that second episode where, like, Crosshair just falls out, shoots the guy in the face, and you're just like, yeah. okay, yeah. this is yeah. the Empire. Like, we are g- getting to a very dark, gritty territory. Yeah. And it, it it definitely had its fun moments, but I think in this season, I think it will be more dark and more gritty, and I think the Bad Batch were, are going to have to realize that, um, that as – as great and noble it is to use stun, you know, uh, um, yeah. there's moments where they're not going to be able to do that every single time. And I think they're kind of leaning towards that, you know, uh, um, in these first you couple of you think there'll episodes. be
4: like a point where stun isn't an option and they'll have to make the decision to. Yeah. yeah. To,
2: you know, we we already probably. have that in this episode though, with
1: Ted. yeah, Yep.
2: Because yeah. there's the, the part where uh, he's behind the tree while, uh, Echo and Omega Mm -hmm. are down in the shipping crate, and you hear blaster shots come out. Those are not stun shots; those are blaster shots. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, and then he takes out that whole gunship, and it crashes (laughs) into the mountain. So (laughs) Rex's body count is up. So yeah,
2: (laughs) he really went from like I'm going to stun everyone to okay, turret. (laughs) Well,
0: and Uh I mean, he's the MVP of the entire episode. Just oh yeah, goes with it. So
1: (laughs) yeah, I mean. I think they are definitely going to focus more on, on on echo and tech like this season because they yeah. they were definitely you know there in the first season, but I feel like they really didn't get their own kind of story arcs or anything yeah. like that, and I think they mm-hmm. will during this season. Uh, but I loved that we got more shots of the gunships because of um, we we didn't really. Um, we're like slowly kind of phasing out of the republic era of stuff cuz mm-hmm. i'm guessing at some point during this season or maybe mm-hmm. the beginning of next season is when they will phase out of the a-wings and they'll and they'll turn into tie fighters i think we'll you know m- most likely get into that era and it was also cool to see the a-wings uh as well in these first two episodes
3: and these are v-wings not a-wings
1: oh v-wings also, sorry um, sorry sorry so sorry good.
2: i think that transition's hinted at uh, because in the first episode, when Omega's going through the study of the different yeah. ships, yeah, because she's asked, like, you know, is this a Delta or a Lambda shuttle? And she goes, oh, it's a Lambda shuttle, but it's the shuttle we clearly see during the use of the Republic. Yeah. But we know during the Empire, the Lambda shuttle is that, you know, you know, shuttle yeah. Tiderium style <laughs> at the end of like, you yeah. know, Return of the Jedi. So at some point the Lambda shuttle goes from having that rounded cockpit to being that full triangle.
1: Yeah, and um and it's very interesting that the V-wing uh will um will kind of transition into a uh into the Tie Fighter and it will definitely have that, you know, similar look but it's um it's very interesting to see like how they are going to, you know, maybe explain the design. And I'm really curious who is in charge of all of those designs for the ships. Uh, and I hope that maybe we get that in that shipyard uh, because if you watch the trailer, there is a shipyard scene um, and there's a bunch of different Republic cruises. I don't think we're going back to the planet Baraka. I think we're going to an actual like Imperial shipyard. And I would love to see maybe like the designer or anything like that because we really don't get that. You know, and and, and any of the shows or anything like that. I think the closest that we got was maybe in The Last Jedi where they were explaining on on how the ships were made and everything like that and and where the, you know, of of, of where all the prophets came from and who they came from and everything. But we didn't get that much word on, you know, on who was designing the ships and everything. So I would love to see that maybe in the show because, Mm -hmm. yes, this is about the Bad Batch, but this is also about the birth of the Empire. So I want to see more, you know, explanation for things
2: yeah
4: i mean skipping a little bit of ahead of what we've seen so we have omega sneak off um she goes back for the uh cargo um so then we also have uh the whole record battle with the cannon as we've spoken before um, then they go over to try and rescue omega as we've gone back to comms and we're getting their whole escape and as they're escaping we have omega actually lose the uh the her spoils of war essentially um, and she desperately tries to get it back uh what, what did you think about that of her
2: trying to uh those are the the, the worst backpacks in the history of yeah. backpacks
0: <laughs> they're useless
1: Right, like, but on. they're also cool looking, though.
2: They
3: are. They're
1: cool looking, but yeah. it's a backpack.
3: You I can't know Star Wars wear. doesn't have zippers, but come on.
1: Yeah, um, there is a reference in there. Hunter and I talked about this already a bit. Like, <laughs> I don't think it's a big like reference where it's like, oh my gosh, but I think it's hinted at, and um, it's the part of where uh, Omega is trying to reach the <laughs> treasure, and Echo calmly says, "Let it go." And to me, and a lot of other people, that's a hint to a scene in The Last Crusade where Henry Jones Sr. is um, trying to um, save Indy, and Indy's reaching for the Grail, and then he says, "Indiana, let it go," and then they, you know, get up and leave the temple. So I think that was a um, a kind of nod at the scene, but Hunter's saying, "No, it's not." So, Connor, <laughs> I'm saying that. that it has
3: similarities, <laughs> but I think that particular, like, oh, let it go, was yeah. not an original Indiana Jones thing.
2: Yeah, I think
4: it's a nod
3: to it at most. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, I mean if, if we can
4: get those eggs or uh, the the fertility stones in Star Wars, <laughs> I feel like we could
3: throw in key yes, One. That's very true yeah. as well.
1: Yeah, because yeah. yeah, of- yeah, I mean, there actually were um, a lot of Indiana Jones Easter eggs in the Clone Wars, uh, 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 especially yeah. stuff in Ryloth and and, and in season yeah. one, like for sure. And, and then in you Andor. have, yep, and in Andor, and then you have that one scene where Cad, Bane, Cad Bane's looking for a new hat, and he actually like picks, picks up, up the, the Indiana the Jones fedora. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. which I think that would have been a great look. I mean, it's me.
2: important. I mean, you know, if you go back to Raiders, uh, Raiders also has you know Indiana Jones. Stuff in like graved on the arc, so it has. I think there's a little, tiny C3P, there's a yep. tiny R2D2, and then I think mm-hmm. there might be another reference. Yeah, to... um,
1: that was so it was on the actual arc, it, it was in the temple, it's in the it chamber, in right? The... One yep. the pillars. Yeah, pillars, yeah. And there's another Star Wars reference in the crystal skull, like of, of what you're talking about, of where it was kind of engraved, it was engraved in on the wall right next to all the. Yeah. Um not aliens like like different dimension beings is what George Lucas named it. So then he could, you know, make a movie that had you know th- things very similar to aliens, which that's a whole other podcast, but um uh <laughs> but but yeah, so uh I thought that was a cool reference, especially because I am on that Indiana Jones Drive, which which most of you all know because I'm so I'm so pumped for the fifth one, and I just got done with my indie costume, but it looks <laughs> great. Yeah, so uh,
4: going on to the episode, we basically have Omar rescuing, uh, uh Romar rescuing rescuing the uh, Omega team, and then uh, we have them taking off essentially, and then we get an emotional scene of uh, Omega and Echo and explain her basically explaining like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm super sorry that we didn't get the, uh, the money. And I, I know that you would have had a better life without me and you gave mm-hmm. up everything for me. And it's interesting how much they're playing up this emotion with her. And I, I want to see where it's going to turn out. And uh, yeah, I feel like she's had a lot of this, she's having a lot of this, I need to prove myself thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested, interested to see where it's going. Uh, but it is pretty funny where he's like hey i i do that all over again like i, I it's completely worth giving up yeah. like th- this is my life now essentially so mm-hmm. I enjoyed that um and then our next little scene is having our uh, officer come through um, and uh basically like hey you guys failed we lost uh like you ended up making us lose like fifteen percent you only got eighty five this is uh uh, a failure for the Empire, um, except one of the parts of your mission report says that uh, the 99 Force is was here on this planet, even though that to record that they are dead.
3: Yeah. Yeah, Rampart's uh, not a nice guy. He's a piece of work.
1: <laughs> well, I, I, I mean, hey, all he did at the end was shoot the guy in the head and he fell off the cliff. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, it's not... <laughs> Yeah. It's not that bad. I'm right. just kidding. Yeah, no.
2: That is pretty bad. Um. I think it's interesting that he even he says to Captain Wilco. Wilco. Uh, the, yeah, which is a tragic name in and of itself. Uh, uh, the irony. The irony. <laughs> that, Painful irony. Uh, he, I think that's the
1: name of a band, right?
2: And it's not just that. Wilco is military yes. shorthand for will comply. Oh. <laughs> it, what, what was it, Order 66, but a forced will comply.
1: There you go. Yeah,
2: um, but it, it, I think Rampart even says he doesn't care that they lost part of the war chest. He cares about the fact that Clone Force ninety
1: nine is, is referenced
2: yeah. in the report. And he's like, no, they're supposed to be dead. If they're yeah. not dead, I failed. Then Tarkin's gonna eat me alive for breakfast.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's just setting up for. I mean, I, I think that's setting up for a specialized team to go after them.
2: Led by yeah, God. I think and that's then, the is
0: like don't touch Tarkin get him, kill him. Yeah.
2: yeah, and then eventually it'll be you know the downfall of Rampart, which is Tarkin being like, so how about that clone force ninety nine?
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: Because mm-hmm. <laughs> Tarkin is you know the second most intelligent Star Wars character. Shoot, I put Thrawn in the top tier. Sorry, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: I mean, I I, I Run, would definitely put it. Max Rebo up there, but that's just me. <laughs> yeah.
4: intelligent with music all right a yeah. musical genius
1: <laughs> I'll, I'll, uh, I'll put max Rebo top five. Oh, good good excellent thank you thank you yeah so
4: of the two episodes that we got basically just explain that ending bit um how do you feel and how do you feel about where this series is going
1: dark i want darkness i want um uh i want to see Play the <laughs> <laughs> i am vengeance no um uh, i want to see uh the clones um just just kind of transition into the um to transition into more of the empire of where they're wearing the actual stormtrooper armor and everything and i really want more of um of the clones kind of debating on if they are you know if being part of the empire is the right thing to do, especially with Cody, I'm really excited and very terrified for that storyline because Cody was such a huge, huge part of the clone wars as as, to me, as much as Rex was. And it's, it's going to be really tragic to see these two friends and um, uh, like kind of uh, most likely fight each other. And there's a scene in, um, in Star Wars Rebels where it was kind of like a flashback. I mean, not really a flashback, but but more of like Rex is living in the old days and they end up going to that planet and they have to fight the droids and he's with like Canaan and Ezra and they're like going on through. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and and you, you like hear him kind of talk about Cody a bit and then you think, why isn't Cody there? Why are the Bad Batch not there? Like right. what happened? W- what got Rex to that point where he went to exile? So I'm very yeah. – curious because and and the episodes that we saw in the bad batch he he was in full out force of (laughs) fighting like of of fighting the good fight fighting the cause i mean um, there's the
2: implication that rex is working with senator organa
1: yeah but but what happened to the point where where we see him in Rebels, where he's in exile? Like, what got him to that point? I think I mean, it has to do something with Cody. It, it,
2: it, it doesn't necessarily have to be something with Cody. It could also just be a, he got too recognizable. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we know that, yeah, at least true. for a period of time, he's in communication with Ahsoka. Yeah. Before he just stops replying. And we learn that's because,
1: you know, Wolf is intercepting the messages. Yeah. Wolf- or... I think you're staying on the happier side because you don't want to see something happen to Cody. I mean, can you? (laughs) I I I, like every other Clone Wars fan has a very deep
2: attachment to almost every single clone trooper. Yeah, Yeah, except for use, like
1: (laughs) 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 (laughs)
3: yeah.
1: I I, droid fingers.
2: I think by the end of the season, we're going to have transitioned over to majority stormtroopers yeah i would agree because i think we're gonna start especially with the the two middle episodes which is the clone conspiracy um I yeah probably, i think that's one of the one of them is titled the clone conspiracy
1: that is um, episode here i, 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 I think the it's episode list. nine yes um no no um that's episode seven, and then episode seven. eight is Truth and Consequences. The The third episode is called The Solitary Clone. Yeah. Very interesting, which I think that might have to do... I'm I'm thinking that we'll have to do something yeah. with... Oh, okay. All right. Well. Yeah. But, it, yeah. Could, it could be
3: a lot of clones. It could be a lot, a lot of clones. Lot of hmm.
2: I, I wonder if we're going to get a... Episode in the season that's kind of a Cody POV. The way we had an episode in Rebels that was Callus POV. That'd be cool. That would be neat. Because there's there's an episode of Rebels where you open up on an Imperial ship and you are seeing everything in first person from Callus's perspective. Yes. It gets and that was a jarring kind of episode to watch because it was very much the yeah. realization of everything that he had thought he stood for was wrong. Yeah.
1: Uh, but, uh, how about your thoughts, star?
0: Yeah. I mean, I have my hopes and then I have what I actually think yeah. is going to happen and they're a little bit different. Um, so I'll go with hopes cause I want to be optimistic. I really hope we see by the end of the se- of the, uh, of this season, either a setup or a follow through of a clone rebellion. I I've mentioned it a million times and I'll keep talking about it. Really hope we see, uh, more deltas, um, I really hope that we see um kind of a yeah cody maybe realizing that he's wrong or maybe Co- cody because like i have my own thoughts about the Re- revenge of the sith and the fact that he misses obi-wan always knowing it's wrong being stuck and not being able to get out and maybe showing you know rex's implications of trying to smuggle clones out um you know Cal Scarada style. Um, just, you know, I, I really want to see some, like that's that's my hopes. I really hope we get some like mass exodus of the clones, um, or a r- uprising of, you know, there's a lot of them in there that have not been okay with what's going on. They just don't have the means to get out. Yeah. Um, and I and I really want to see that because I think that trying to throw it up to like every single clone has a personal choice and they've all chosen to stay it's just like it's a little for me at yeah. least I'm Like no they're forced in an army they, they yeah just one yeah. day decide to leave so i'm really hoping they play on that i'm really hoping they play on this like give them an uprising and they'll get out you know and, and i really yeah. hope yeah. we get some clone rebellion spirit um going and some delta swim yeah yeah <laughs> yeah
2: that that line from cody in the trailer where he's that there's a lot of clones that are questioning the order yes that's very much like a the yeah. the effects of order 66 are wearing off and yes. there's all these clones that are like i did what yes
0: exactly
1: <laughs> oh man i mean like i don't think rex rex would ever be the same character ever again if if he found out he was the one that 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 took down Ahsoka, like yeah. could yeah. you imagine being in a trance and then waking up from it and right, you yeah. just like i can't even imagine what could, what commander Bly went through like oh uh, my God. like after he oh God. after he got yeah. out of that trance that would have been like holy crap um yeah. and, and 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 not only that but like of them feeling used for the entire war just to get to that point and then being yeah. like It'd be yeah. nuts. It'd, it'd be crazy. And I hope that they, you know, I hope we get more of a perspective from the clones about order 66. And yeah. maybe we have them kind of talk about it being like, you know, I yeah. like, I, I, at one point I, I was fighting a battle droid and all of a sudden I blacked out and my general was gone and yep. it was me. I, that took. I want out. a
3: clone centric story. Me yeah. too. Me too. Yep. Thank yeah. And not there. necessarily like bad batch specific as in like clone centric but like the story of the clones yeah yeah. I
0: I think we need that because we've told I mean in Star Wars they've told a lot of other stories which have been all been awesome we've already told the rebellion story we told it in Andor we told it in Rebels we told it in and this can lead
3: into and like the clone story could lead into that just fine but we have this specific thing we don't have answers about
0: yeah and I I think we need that um yeah
1: Yeah. I agree agree. (laughs) 100% agree (sighs) <sighs> but yeah um that is it um th- 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 there's all the star wars news but we'll definitely cover that because this is already over an hour and uh but yeah guys no i'm very excited for the season i uh i'm excited to get back into star wars animation because we haven't had it since um, like I mean, we definitely had tales of the Jedi, but that was like each episode was maybe like right. you know ten to fifteen. Yeah, and yeah. it's just awesome to you know get back into um, this mode because for most of us, I think. Every Friday or Saturday we would end up like going after school or waking up every Saturday morning and being like the Clone Wars, and you would just hear like Tom Kane's voice of being like (laughs) a galaxy divided, and we'd be like,
3: Yes, 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 let's go.
1: A galaxy at war. Yes. So I'm so excited that we are getting back and into that mode. And there's a lot, a lot of Star Wars content happening this year. So this is just the beginning. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but with that being said uh we appreciate all of you listening we we want to be doing this if it wasn't for you guys we're on instagram at star wars stuff podcast we're on twitter at stuff pod um we're on tiktok search star wars stuff uh podcast we have a gmail go and email us we love hearing your feedback please go on uh on apple podcast spotify everything give us a review even if it's all about a producer david we love hearing back from you guys (laughs) Uh and we're also on Twitch at um uh at Star Wars stuff 77. Josh and I are getting Jedi Survivor and we are gonna play all the way through, like non-stop on Twitch when it comes out. So get ready for that. We're super excited. Uh Christian, Hunter, Star, where can we all find you?
3: Uh Instagram and <laughs> a little bit of TikTok. Um, all right, under J Guy Hunter. Okay, can okay. see all the the little the little projects I work on and stuff.
2: All like it's not
1: you know hundreds <laughs> of them at once. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, we're super excited, uh, and then um, start really quick because I. Uh, I know that like this was your first time, and I just want your opinion. You went to Galaxy's Edge this like past week. How was it?
0: Yeah. So it, I have to say it was my first time in, in Disney World. Oh, I Disney did World. Yes. yes. Big, <laughs> big, go briefly to Galaxy's Edge in mm-hmm. Disneyland. Yes. Um, so this is my first time really getting to like you know settle in to yeah, just spending a whole lot of time at the two, and it was really awesome. It was. I mean colin it was so cool to see you and to get yeah. to just go right on to rise of the resistance yeah um because that was you know it's just a totally different feel to be able to look all around you 360 and be like wow this is star wars you know and yeah it's how good is that
2: ride that ride is so good
0: <laughs> yeah yeah it is it really really is it's absolutely worth it and i i, I had a wonderful time i i Ran yep. into lots of people because I was staring at things and <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, awesome. Yeah, we're um. Uh, I just remember going to California at, at 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 Disneyland and walking on through, and it kind of yeah. felt rushed. Like yeah. Even though yeah. even though we were there for a bit, it just felt it was rushed because so much stuff was going on. Yeah. But I am yeah. glad that you had a great time. It was lovely. Uh, but yeah. So um. With that being said. We're going all the way, all the way through this entire season, all the way until March 29th. So for myself, Hunter, Star, Josh, and Christian, the force will be with you always.